Many thanks to Nature's Gem for sponsoring another Mother Runner. Nature's Gem CBD products provide relief from joint pain, backaches, anxiety, sleeplessness, and more. For 15% off any of their products, use code AMR at naturesgemcbd.com. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How are you doing today, SBS? Oh, good. Oh, good. I hear you did a special workout this morning. Ah, uh, special. Yeah, special, special. Well, so um, I was just telling you before you started recording, I just did a tempo run, which is like literally the first time I've done any kind of run with any kind of like accessories or pace or, you know, hills really even in it. I didn't do any hills today, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a special flavor, a special flavor. Yes. Well, and here's how it came about. So, um, so, you know, I drive carpool on Monday. You don't know that, but now you do. I drive carpool Monday mornings and, um, you know, the Highline Trail is where I run these days. And Mm -hmm. the school that, um, my younger one goes to is now dear, a different, like kind of entry point up to the Highline Trail. So, I drop them off. I'm, I'm ready for to run. I drop them off and then I go run at that point. So it's kind mm-hmm. of exciting, different, mm-hmm. you know, same mm-hmm. idea, different views. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm just going to go run. But here's a little spoiler, spoiler alert is um, we are launching an app for many happy miles next year, our mm-hmm. annual membership program, if it's something new to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have, uh, we have a bunch of BAM ambassadors, our ambassadors, in the app right now, it's November, middle of early November. And so they're kind of testing it mm-hmm. with me to make sure that we have it as dialed as possible coming into the beginning of the year. It'll be out in early January. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so I was like, gosh, what am I going to do? You know, I was like, I don't really just feel like going to run easy. And I was like, oh, I can look and see what today's <laughs> workout is because um, it's fun. The whole month of November is, um, uh, uh, it's the HT hat tip. Hat, you know, did you know what that stood for? H slash T. No. No. Well, it stands for hat tip, right? Like attributing it to somebody else. Okay. Yeah. I mean, where have I, where would I have seen this? Like on uh, it's social kind of, media? It's, a, it's like a social media thing, right? Okay. You know, like if you say, <laughs> oh, love this post about, you know, French bulldogs and someone shared it with you, it's, you'd be like hat tip to whoever shared it with oh, you. Gotcha. Okay. It's like, Alrighty. It's, it, yeah. It's like giving attribution to somebody. So, mm-hmm. so this month we gave, I asked for a bunch of favorite workouts from the people in many happy miles. So um, this was Nicole's favorite workout, Tempo Miles. I'm like, really? This is your favorite? <laughs> um, but uh, so we kind of, we, we described a tempo effort as a six on a scale from one to 10, like, mm-hmm. because really, you know, you say six and everybody immediately thinks eight. Well, mm-hmm. apparently I think like 9.999. <laughs> I haven't, I, haven't uh, pay, I mean, I haven't done any pace stuff in so long. And so um, anyway, it was, it was hard. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. But did, as you in, sl- did you slow your roll though? Did you realize you're going I, way too fast? No, I didn't. I mean, because I, well, I mean, I couldn't even remember how to do laps on my GPS. Like, I'm like, <laughs> wait a second, how do I do? And I'm like, oh, I'll just, I started at 0.9. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just hit the button again at 1.9, forgetting that like, there's a whole screen that will show you, you know, the mile that you're in. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's yeah, coming back to, you know, it's all coming back to me now, Celine Dion. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so I didn't really, I mean, I didn't go that fast, but I mean, it was just more, it was fun. Because, um, you know, I forget, you know, like, again, going back to it doesn't have to be fun to be fun. Like, it's hard. Like, I was like, oh, counting down, like, okay, you know, I was at 0.7. I'm like, oh, okay, three more tens, three more tens, you know, yep, hang in, yep. hang in, hang in. And mm-hmm. I haven't done that in so long, at least running. I haven't really done that 
in, in so long period in anything really um, cardiovascular. I mean, I do mm-hmm. challenge myself on bike workouts, but not with like, I don't know. It just felt different. It felt, and it felt mm-hmm. really good, really good. I mean, it's just yeah. fun to go do it and be like, okay, you know, and then like we got a point, a, a quarter of a mile recovery in between, which I know okay. we're going to talk about in a minute. Yes. Had a good question about that. So I won't tell you if I walk or ran. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I went and did it again. Um, and then the last mile, so it was either two to three miles at tempo. Okay. Um, with, with that half a quarter of as, mile as one miles, two times, two or three times one mile. Tempo. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the third one, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do two. And then of course, um, mm-hmm. I got Apple music. Uh, I, I finally caved to like their three month free offer. Oh, uh-huh. so like I'm thrown back to, I'm, you know, I was like, like looking at like Terrence Trent Darby and like oh, all this music that I used to listen to. Well, wishing yeah, well, exactly. not, that's not really fast running music though. And I didn't really put that, but I did find a John Cougar Mellencamp album that I hadn't heard from in a long time. And so, I mean, he's got good, he's got a good beat and he gets, you know, it's a good, uh, you know, it's just. So I had him on. It's so that solid, was solid <laughs> American solid, music. Solid, yes, solid American music for some tempo miles. So a good song came on. Um, it's called Jesus Goes to Birmingham. Okay. Anybody's a J- JCM fan like me. And um, and it was just, and I was like, oh, you can do one more. So I actually um, went about a half a mile. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, Timothy. And I walked <laughs> for uh, a point one, and then I did my other half mile. So I split up my last tempo mile. Okay. Um, Cause I was like, oh, I'm going to feel it a little bit. I know I'll feel it, but you uh-huh. know, it's worth it every once in a while to, uh-huh. to have a b- bigger piece of cake than you're used to. Right. <laughs> oh, that, Oh, I can agree with that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, well, well, that's interesting because I did, um, uh, suggested to Molly that we do a trail run on Saturday, which for us means going to the other side of town, which we don't always allow ourselves enough time to do that. But it just, we've had a really long stretch of beautiful autumn weather here. And so I thought the leaves would be particularly pretty and it was supposed to be sunny and it was indeed sunny that day. So I thought, oh, it'll be super pretty over there. So we went to um, the far end of this one fire road. So it was, it was like a 20 minute drive to get there. And we went out and back, uh, f- went out four miles and turned around and went back. And um, boy, it was it was challenging. Those thought of you, there were a lot of false flats, Timothy. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, they, it's, it's funny to, when you do something that's out of your norm, right? And you're like, yeah. hey, but this is the same motion that I've done forever, but just changing it up a little bit by yeah. adding a little speed or adding a little incline or yeah, different you know, terrain. terrain and and also what really got me was there were no stoplights there were no you know oh, built-in sure. brakes of waiting yes. to get the light yes that was i probably said i'm like molly we haven't gotten any break like there was no found change there were no stoplights there was no nothing so um it was it was definitely challenging but very very pretty so that That's was awesome. yeah. I was very grateful this morning. I had a couple road crossings, which and again mm-hmm. it was early-ish, so I needed to make sure that I did not get run over. So that was mm-hmm. my reason for I didn't remember how to pause my GPS. And then oh, um <laughs> and then my shoe came untied at one point. I was like, Oh God bless you, shoe. I'm so happy that you just came untied. And I of course had to take enough time to double knot the other one as well, just in oh, case. Oh, sure, just as a <laughs> precautionary measure. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, let's uh jump into the questions. This first one comes from Katie in Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Hi, it's Katie from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. I'm a mom of a 10-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old son. 
And my questions are, revolve around layering now that it's getting colder outside. Uh, I run three times a week, five to seven kilometers a week. And I just need your advice on kind of how to start layering to get warmer. My fear is that I'm going to overheat. Usually 20 minutes in, I'm a hot, sweaty, disgusting mess. And I'm worried about having to strip on the side of the road. Uh, I might get arrested. Uh, I might scare some citizens. So when do you know where your sweet spot is? I don't want to get too hot. I also don't want to get too cold because there is a risk of hypothermia here uh, in the next few months or so. So any advice on uh, layering tips and how do you know that you're not overheating or too cold? Thanks very much, both of you. Have a great day. Okay, so I thought this was appropriate given that it's, you know, uh, fall is kind of winding down and we're going into winter weather in some parts of the country. Totally. So, uh, although we have to say right now that we're going to go, we love your KMs, Katie, and we mm-hmm. love all Canadians and your metric systems, but don't, we're not so good on the temperature translation. So we're going into um, the Fahrenheit. So hopefully yes. you can either have a calculator next to you or you can, you know, do the, do the math in your head. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could try to figure out ahead of time. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't, there's something about like kilometers. It, it converts more easily than fair. Like, I feel like the, the rate, the, the scale is so drastic, like zero mm-hmm. to 32 versus, you know, where I just feel like it's, Mm-hmm. trying to stuff too much into that Celsius range. I like, I like more, uh, you know, a little bit more variety, a little bit more gradient in my opinion. Yes. A little fewer, more slices to the pie as it were. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, so, and the reason you mentioned right off the bat that we're going to be talking Fahrenheit is that the typical wisdom is addressed as if it's 10 to 20 degrees warmer than the thermometer says. So if you're like Katie in this question or me, and you tend to run warm, dress as if it's 20 degrees warmer. So if the temperature really is 30, dress as if it's 50 degrees out. Um, Whereas if you tend to be chilly, even at the end of a run, dress as if it's only 10 degrees warmer. So again, with that 30 degree example, dress as if it's 40. So, and I did, um, I wrote the answers up for these questions or our notes, I should say, our show notes before that trail run. And we get out of the car and Molly's wearing uh, capris and short sleeves. And it was I don't know, it was about 40. And I, and I had on a lightweight vest and long sleeve shirt and gloves. And I look at her and I look at me and I'm like, do you think I'm going to be hot? She's like, oh yeah, you're going to be hot. So I left the vest and the gloves in the car. And sure enough, I was very pleased. I you know, pushed up my sleeves part way through it. So there you go. That's kind of the I thinking. Say, gloves are the different. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. gloves are all the difference. That and the wind. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about wind in a second, but I mean, the di- so the other day, uh, last week, um, so today I went out, it was like no wind, mm-hmm. um, sun, mm-hmm. and about 36 degrees here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I had, so in the car, I brought um, gloves. Mm-hmm. I brought um, a light beanie or an old AMR one. Um, mm-hmm. I brought um, a baseball hat because I knew I needed some kind of hat and mm-hmm. um, my sunglasses. And then I also brought like a, a, a lightweight Saucony jacket because mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know what it would feel like once I got there. And I also had, I have long tights on and um, had a long sleeve and a short sleeve underneath me oh. on my top. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And, um, and then, but, and uh, th- compare that to the other day where I was probably, well, I didn't have as much gear in the car because I wasn't sure if I was going to run. I went to the strength class and then I was going to go take like a 30 minute run after. Mm. And I got out of the car and it was so windy. And I was Mm. like, no, no, it was just, it felt, it was probably the same degree, 
you know, it was probably 34 to 36, but Mm -hmm. because I didn't have mittens um, Mm. and because I was just like, the wind just makes it brutal, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. especially if it's... um, that's significant. So um, also something that just popped into my head that the difference between 36 where you are in Denver and 36 where I am here in Portland will feel different because of the dew point, because of the humidity and the the dampness in the air for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, Because I I mean, I can do, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, way back in the day, well, wait to finish my story. So I just wore, I mean, so I ended up just wearing (laughs) um, my baseball hat and my gloves and just Mm -hmm. my two layers on top, like a short sleeve and a long sleeve. And they're both very thin. Like mm-hmm. no jacket, no winter hat, and um, yeah. I ended up taking my gloves off, um, probably after a mile two of my tempo, <laughs> you know, and having a little bit more air. But um, I think having the gloves, regardless, I mean, we've talked about this. Um, I think with Tish and a couple other people, like you know, having them if you can either stuck stiff them, stuff them into your you know the waistband of your capris or your shorts or mm-hmm. tights, um, or, um, you know, just having them available because if, it, if the weather turns on a long run or you get hot or cold, like to me, that's like a really nice way to, um, adjust the temperature or yeah, because adjust your inner temperature. It is. It's interesting that it almost feels like turning on the air conditioning when you take off the gloves. It's like, Oh, your whole body kind of cools down. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And similarly the hat, right. I mean, we talk uh-huh. a lot about how, you know, if, especially if it's cold, I mean, if it's, you know, 20 or, or below here, I, are 20 or under, I'm definitely wearing a hat and probably, you know, I, I could have worn a, a light hat this morning as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like people that were walking were wearing hats, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not running tempo miles like I was. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, get over yourself, Timothy. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So and, yeah, and I was gonna say there's also some some kind of dressing tips in addition to deciding what layers you're going to wear that you can. Um, you know, use your zippers prudently. Like um, Molly has this one vest that can unzip from the bottom as well as the top. And so that then you can kind of make it so it's barely closed. It stays on your body, stays closed, but it's only attached by, you know, like an inch of zipped upness mm-hmm. or of joined zipper. And so that you're getting the um, cooling at the around your midsection as well as kind of up near your neck. And then this might sound kind of foolish, but I really believe in this, that um, tucking your base layer in at the start of your run, and then as you get warmer, you can untuck it and it does make a difference. Huh. Um, all right. Yeah. That's, that's nice. That's a good idea. Yeah. And it's so funny. I can hear the skepticism in your voice. And no, I, I can, I believe that. I mean, I definitely like, yeah. yeah, I mean, tucking it in for sure. Yeah. Because then you don't have a, that, that little pocket of air that can come mm-hmm. out necessarily. Yeah. Right there. Or that you, you know, whenever you, well, I know like when I turn, when I'm in bed and I turn and then my pajamas kind of creep up and there's exposed skin on my back. I'm like, Oh, so cold. So cold. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, exposed skin is really the, you know, that is the, that's kind of what we want to avoid, especially when it's super cold. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, uh, I think, you know, this dim that I love vests for running vests. I find it's a good for people like myself who do overheat pretty easily that it keeps your core warm, particularly uh, if you're running in windier conditions or wet conditions. And then, but it doesn't, I just find it, it has to be really cold for me to wear a jacket. I just feel so trapped in a jacket. It's like well, Sarah, it has to be, you don't, you don't wear tighty. I mean, you, I, to me, you always look perpetually cold. I mean, I am just like, <laughs> like you walk in in the Cape Cod retreat wearing like one of our V-neck shirts and knee capris. And I'm like in two layers on top, long capris, hat, gloves. I mean, I, grant I run colder than you do, but yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. But I got to say the vest, I, I know you love the vest and people, I think people are either vest people or not. I uh-huh. like wearing vests um, off the road, uh-huh. but to me, they leave you no choice because if you want to take it off, where, how are you getting, you're oh, not tying so, it around your body. That's, oh, that feels so, too constricting to me because a jacket gives you choices. A jacket, a jacket gives her choices. It does. A vest you're keeping on the whole time. No, no. See, Molly wears that the the one that I referenced that hers the, with the zipper that works from the top or the bottom. It's um, an insulated vest, so it's much bulkier than the vest I wear. She will stuff that bad boy down the back of her capris as she's running. And I've said to her because she often I find that Molly oftentimes kind of overdresses in my mind, given that I know that she and I usually run an equal amount of hotness or so it seems. And I'll say, are you sure you want your vest? She's like, oh, I can always stick it in my capris. And so, um, <laughs> it's like a tail. I mean, come on, I don't know. I just mine, uh, And my vests um, are such light nylon that I could, if I needed to, I could shove them in the pocket of my capris. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely hear I, you that they don't have the, that they don't have the arms that allow. Yeah, they don't. And I don't own any, so maybe that's why too. I'm like, I don't mm. need any more layers like that, but mm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, the, yeah, I think yeah. you either a jacket or, or vest, one or the other. I mean, or, I mean, you can have both, but I mean, cause I would wear a vest on a, on a bike, no problem. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like I can regulate my temperature there easier. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then another great way to regulate temperature is wool. I just find it the miracle fiber. That it's it awesome. keeps it's so lightweight, it, it keeps you warm when you're cold. Yet it's breathable. It keeps you, a, you know. I've even worn wool arm warmers in a pretty, um, what ended up being a pretty hot marathon. I kept them on the whole time because it it helps with the wicking. It protected me from the sun, and also, boy, wool when it's wet still does its job of keeping you warm. So it's um it's kind of a hefty investment. You know, wool workout wear is not inexpensive, but just such a good investment in my mind. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good luck. And then, I mean, the only <laughs> other thing, Katie, if you run out, I mean, and this is, this is for diehards, right? Um, but uh, if you go out on a windy day or go out on um, a snowy day, that's not necessarily like snow doesn't have to be a deal breaker, but um, wearing ski goggles. Um, I know mm-hmm. it looks, it, you look really hardcore and you know, like, oh my gosh, I'll run through, you know, I'm a postal worker. I'll run through wind, <laughs> sleet, rain, snow. Um, but uh, they do make a difference um, as far as just keeping, you know, cause I, there's one like ha- getting your face um, wet and getting, you know, snow in your eyes and that kind of thing is no fun. So do you um, see people in Colorado running in ski goggles? Oh yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I I've wow. done it once. I've done it once. Yeah. Wow. And then, I mean, aren't even like, cause again, like if you think about your, it's, it's a exposed skin. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a lightweight neck gaiter that you pull up over your nose or a buff mm-hmm. or something like that. And then your ski goggles, because that's that the worst is like getting pelted by snow, right? Mm-hmm, if you, mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to get your tempo miles in, Sarah. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're on a plan, you got to go. That's um, that's amazing. I would have to say that if you saw that here in Portland, you'd almost think it was a snorkeling mask. Um, yeah, yeah. Know, in the rain. I've never seen anybody do that here, but I admire that. If so. I see one, I'll, I'll ask if I can take it. Yes, yes. I'm probably not going to be out in it though. So. <laughs> right, right. Another Mother Runner has partnered with Nature's Gem CBD to bring you products we know will help with your training, race day, recovery, and everyday life. Nature's Gem was founded by a mother runner who was sidelined for nearly a decade by the effects of fibromyalgia until she discovered the benefits of CBD. Nature's Gem offers a variety of CBD products, including oil and gummies that taste good and are THC-free. It's why several elite athletes trust and use the product in their quest to qualify for the Olympics. 
Nature's Gem Rejuvenating Balm is the company's number one selling product and a favorite of mine. I use it to relieve lower back pain and post-workout strain. The non-greasy balm melts into the skin and provides fast relief. It even comes in a roll-on balm that's the perfect size for traveling or packing into your running belt. And at the end of a rough day, I rely on Nature's Gem CBD oil to ease stress and quiet my mind. I love how it has no discernible flavor. Some other CBD oils I've tried taste like muddy pine bark. Ugh. And it's readily absorbed under my tongue. For more information, click on the Nature's Gem banner on our website or visit naturesgemcbd.com AMR to enter to win a free 500 milligram bottle of oil. They're doing weekly drawings. They're also giving 15% off regular price products for our listeners. Use code AMR when checking out at naturesgemcbd.com. Again, to save 15%, use code AMR at naturesgemcbd.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-E-S-G-E-M-C-B-D.com. Okay, this question is from Beth in Easton, Maryland. Hi, my name is Beth. I'm calling from Easton, Maryland, and I have a question about recovery intervals. I was just wondering if it matters if I walk in recovery intervals or if I need to do a slow jog to recover. Um, I would prefer to walk because I feel like mentally I can get through the intervals a little better, a little stronger, if I know I can just kind of quit as soon as I finish that interval. Um, but I don't know if I that means I'm doing them too hard um, or if maybe different workouts I should walk sometimes and jog other times depending on the workout. So if you could help kind of clear that up, that would be really helpful. Thank you. I love your show. Bye. Okay, so Dim, this was the question that you were alluding to when you were talking about your tempo run. So um, one important thing we want to stress to Beth is that um, we don't actually want her to quit at the end of each interval, that for her heart health, we want her to keep moving to um, at whatever pace it is. So um, so Dim, could you kind of talk, since you're now such an interval expert, <laughs> could you please talk about the purpose of intervals? Well, it gets you, I mean, it, 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 it allows you to work at a harder pace for shorter periods of time, right? So it gets mm -hmm. you used to running like race pace miles or getting your feet turning over more quickly. If it's maybe like a one or two minute interval, um, it's just kind of getting your, um, your body able to, you know, give you a, a bigger range. Um, and then over time, as you, you know, as you do more and more intervals and, um, as you, you know, also do your easy runs, the ability to run faster for longer, you know, in a very basic form, that's what intervals do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But you do need to recover after the end of each one. And that's why it's called recovery. And so the whole point is that you um, get yourself in a place that you are able to take on the next interval. Now, sometimes you don't get a lot of time, right? And that's mm -hmm. by design, right? So sometimes it's like three minutes on, 30 seconds off. And so if you do that, you know, five times by like the third, fourth, fifth interval, you're going to be like 30 seconds is nothing. You know, right. I can't believe I have to go again, you know, you blink and your recovery is over. Yeah. But that's, again, that's by design. That's the point of the workout is to keep pushing when you're not really in the mood to push. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, so I say recovery is recovery. Like as long as like, I think mm. you said, you got to keep moving, right. Mm -hmm. So you can mm -hmm. walk, you can jog. Um, you know, I think either one is fine. Um, like this morning, I, 
again, I had a quarter mile. So I walked for a little bit, you know, kind of got my breath, kind of got my, my feet underneath me. And then I picked it up to a very slow jog. So Mm -hmm. if you have a longer break in between them, that's a nice compromise, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it turns out there's been a fair amount of scientific research done on this topic. Um, and that, and it granted, as I read through it, I thought, oh, this is kind of aimed at more elite or sub elite runners, but, um, that, so the, the sweet and condensed version of the, um, findings of the research is that if you're doing longer intervals, jogging will help you pick your pace back up when you start your next interval. So meaning, you know, you're kind of not, not dropping all the way down to, you know, slightly above zero and, and the Jeff suddenly goes 60 but if you're doing shorter intervals, such as ones that are 90 seconds or less, walking is fine. So, um, but yeah, I think the, the crucial thing really is to keep moving, to not just flop over and put your hands on your knees and, and pant. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. Well, um, look at this. A second international question. It didn't occur to me when I was putting these together that we have a second one. This is Claire in the Czech Republic. Hi, this is Claire. I'm from the UK, but we are currently living in the Czech Republic. My question for you today is about cadence. I ran the Paris Marathon in 2012 in four hours, 18 minutes. And after having two kids, they're now four and five, I'm planning to run my second marathon in 2020 in Prague and would love to run it in sub four hours. My Apple Watch tells me my cadence is generally 145 to 150, depending on the hills, very hilly in Prague. I read that a good runner has a cadence of around 180. Is that true? Is cadence relevant? Should I be looking to increase it? If so, please give me some tips for how to increase. It might be relevant that I'm 41 years old, I'm six foot four and I'm 164 pounds. Thanks. Love the podcast. And I plan to sign up to your marathon training plan at the end of the year. Okay, Dim. She's so a, she's tall. Love she's you, Claire. A tall, a tall gal like you. Yeah, yeah. She's your Czech, um, you know, your UK, the, the EU version of Dimity. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know about Long Tall Sally? It's based in London. <laughs> I didn't um, know that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start a little bit about cadence, right? Mm-hmm. Talking just a little bit about that. So that is the number of times your foot hits the ground in a minute, right? So if mm-hmm. her Apple Watch, which... Um, love Apple, you know, they make great products. You know, I would say that technology, whether it's a Garmin, Apple, whatever, there's always a little bit of um, wiggle room, right? So Mm -hmm. I would not always take that for exactly, you know, I wouldn't say, oh, I'm always, I am at 145 to 150. I mean, maybe you are, but it's also an easy way. You can also count it yourself, right? And the way that Mm -hmm. you do that is um, taking, so if if your watch says 145 to 150, that's um, both feet together, right? It's not, um, your left foot is taking 150 steps. Your right foot is taking 150 steps. They're each taking 75 over the course of a minute. So Mm -hmm. if you want to do your own little scientific study, you can, um, give yourself 30 seconds and count how many times your right foot lands, Mm -hmm. multiply that by four, and you're going to get your cadence Mm -hmm. Mm because you're going to get 30 times two, and then you have two feet. Um, presumably. And so then that, that gets you to your cadence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And the cadence is also called stride rate. So um, yeah, but there are, so the, you know, talk it, 
I think we need to talk about that. Yes, increasing your cadence is one way to get faster, but shoot, it is a really tough way to do that, particularly to maintain it over the length of 26.2 miles. Like it is. Um, it is, but I would say this, and uh, again, like everybody is, you know, everyone is different. Right. And, um, but you know, uh, going back to, um, one athlete that just finished the New York city marathon yesterday, our, um, our train, like a mother club administrator. So the coaches had her work on her cadence. Mm -hmm. Um, they do every once in a while, they have, um, an opportunity on Facebook to show a video of your running form. And so you send it in and then they, they comment, right. And they told mm -hmm. her to use her arms and increase her cadence. Mm -hmm. And she did that. And it was like, she was going two minutes faster on her easy runs with very negligible heart rate difference. Yeah, now, two, min two minutes per mile faster, right? Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that feels like almost too magical to be true. Um, you know, she's obviously was training for the middle, you know, she was towards the end of her training for the New York city marathon. So she was very fit. Um, but, but mm -hmm. there is something to be said for paying attention to your feet. Um, and then she just ran and she, she ran yesterday and, um, and had almost an hour PR. So I know that and that's not just cadence, amazing. of course, yeah. but there's something yeah. to be said about paying attention to your form and not just letting yourself plot along, you know, 145 to 150 is pretty low. Um, yeah. coach yeah. Liz in the, in the train, like a mother club who, um, who, uh, you know, uh, also gives feedback on that form talks about how there is scientific research that says that, um, under 146 makes you very prone to injury. Oh, um, interesting. So, but that said, Claire is really tall. And so like they did a form clinic, coach Liz and Jen at the Cape Cod retreat. And, um, and I know that they use me as an example saying like, you know, the, the, the gold standard is 180, right? Supposedly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're like, Dimity's never going to get to 180. She's way too tall. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it definitely comes, um, like your body height and probably your proportions come into um, play quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, for a while I was, um, way back in the day, I did chi running, right. Running with a metronome, mm -hmm. which is helpful. It's, it was a very helpful exercise. Um, keeping your feet quick, right. Mm -hmm. So thinking about, you don't necessarily need to, I mean, yes, you can check in with your numbers and try to keep them somewhere. I would say, you know, for Claire, if she is truly for Apple watch is correct. And she's between, you know, at 150, let's try to get to 160 right? Mm -hmm, like, let's mm -hmm. not try to get to 180. Yeah. Let's, you know, over time, you know, on your shorter runs, check in with it every mile. Like once you hear your, um, yeah, is the Czech Republic, that's probably KMs, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> every KM, you know, check in, see where, where are you at, count them or check mm -hmm. or check your watch or whatever you want to do. Um, and then on the longer runs, especially as you get tired, that's when you yeah. need to check in. Like you were saying, it's really hard to monitor your cadence at the end of a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly for people with longer legs or taller women, and sometimes those Venn diagrams overlap, um, it's important to think smaller steps mm -hmm. because, um, you know, if you're taking in this long lopey stride, it's really hard to get in a lot of those per minute. And so um, kind of um, just being quick and prancing along in your steps. Um, yeah. And, and you can think about like running on like hot coal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or a lava, that kind of thing, like lift, 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 and, and keep your feet. Again, your feet are always going to land in front of you, even though, you know, some people, when they talk about form, they'll say like, oh, keep your feet underneath you. They're always going to land in front of you. But mm -hmm. if you consciously think about having them land underneath you, that's mm -hmm. going to pull them back just a little bit and let you take quicker, lighter steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quicker, lighter steps is a key thing to think about. 
Um, you can also um, practice running in place because then you kind of do like, think about a little toddler when you say, okay, go. And they just run, 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 run in place. And, you know, and they just take these frantic sped up steps. Um, trying it on a treadmill is a great place to practice um, mm -hmm. taking quicker steps because the tread's doing a little bit of the work for you. And then I had never read this before, but I saw this one um, was researching the answer to this question, the doing sprints downhill. And um, I'd like to say that's getting kind of serious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I would definitely take that one with, I mean, I think that's a good idea in theory, mm -hmm. but that's a, also a really good way to uh, hurt yourself if you're not yeah. ready for that. If you don't have mm -hmm. the kind of the musculature and the skeleton to hold that up. One thing you can do instead of sprints downhill is, I mean, strides at the end of the workout mm -hmm. are super mm -hmm. key for getting mm -hmm. your feet turning over quickly. So I would say to Claire, you know, after, ev not after every easy run, but two to three times a week, um, maybe t twice during the weekdays. And then on the last, after your long run, do um, three to four strides again. So that strides are just picking up your effort for 10 seconds and then bringing them down for 10 seconds. So it's like mm -hmm. literally speeding up, decelerating, and then mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. recover. So that means <laughs> going back to loping it all together, you're not putting your hands on your knees, um, mm -hmm. but you're just kind of um, walking around until you're ready to do another one. And, and that, there's no interval there. Like you can take mm -hmm. 30 seconds, you can take three minutes, whatever feels best to you. <laughs> right. Because um, right. yeah. you're not supposed to be um, aerobically taxed doing strides. You're just supposed to, um, it's really about the muscular, muscular patterns that you're following. Oh, that's um, interesting. And doing that also um, on a slight downhill, just mm, slight, like not that, talking like about, mm -hmm. we're not mm -hmm. talking about, you know, a ski, <laughs> ski slope. We're talking about, you know, very, very minimal, like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. something where you're like, Oh, my kid doesn't have to pedal his bike, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just that, just a little bit of a coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And above all, remember to do all this gradually. That all, you know, in trying to pick up your cadence, um, because trying to increase cadence too aggressively can lead to injury. So, I want to draw that caveat. Um, Claire, have a fantastic time doing uh, Prague Marathon. Having been to Prague um, in 2000, I know what an incredibly beautiful city that is. So I can just imagine that's going to be a fat. All right. And our final question comes from Amanda in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Hi, Serendimity. This is Amanda. I am calling from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And I had a question about nutrition during a half marathon. So this is the first half marathon I've ever run in the fall. So normally I run them in the warmer weather. And I have a very heavy salt sweater. So I always make sure that I take the goose with the most salt possible. But now that I'm going to be running them in the cooler weather, I'm wondering if I, if it would be a good idea to switch that up. Since, you know, if it's cooler outside, I shouldn't be sweating as much. So I would love to know what you think. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. I'd like to say Amanda really thinks about situations from all angles that like <laughs> I'm impressed. So, um, and also want to say this question's um, about a month old. So I um, hope the, we hope the race went well, Amanda, and sorry, we didn't get to your question a little bit sooner. Um, so yeah, you are thinking about your nutrition from several angles. So kudos to you. Um, I think it sounds like Amanda probably sweats a lot of salt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And my recommendation would be to alternate, um, a heavily salted flavor of goo. So, um, guess which flavors those are, uh, those are <laughs> salted caramel, and salted watermelon. Yeah. Um, those each have uh, 125 milligrams of sodium per packet. 
and then alternating that with the one that has lower sodium, which is almost all the other flavors of goo, like vanilla bean, triberry, campfire s'mores, they have uh, either 55 or 60 milligrams of sodium. So less than half of those um, ones that have salt in their actual name. Uh, so, so that if, she, if uh, Amanda's typically doing four goo gels in a half marathon, you know, do two that are higher sodium, two that aren't. And I would personally start with one of the saltier ones. So to kind of um, front end load, if you were. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta almost take a pass on this one. Like if, <laughs> if this were Jeopardy, I wouldn't be bringing my, bringing my, uh, your buzzer. <laughs> yeah. My buzzer. Cause um, I mean, I like seriously, like major props for the question. Cause I feel like that's something that I've never considered. I mean, um, cause I just feel like the salt isn't an issue, but if it uh-huh. is an issue for you, then yeah, definitely. Um, well, cause I, I also so, sort of think that you sometimes don't notice how much you need or don't need salt until you're in the situation. So that's why I was impressed that Amanda thought this ahead of time, because pretty sure I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but Dim, when you and I ran rock and roll Nashville, I had never thought to take um, salt tablets or anything like that. And that, I don't know, I, maybe I'd heard someone mention it or something. And so I grabbed a couple salt packets from a fast food restaurant and um during the race i suddenly was like i need some salt and it was just something in my body like just yelling out like hey give us some sodium and so i just chewed up a packet like the paper and with gone (laughs) some salt and some fiber (laughs) so um yeah so and also wanted to mention that you know if goos aren't your jam there are types of chews that are saltier than others like there's i know there's ones that are salted margarita flavor so again, the, the name gives it away. So, um, you know, and just, you can tell if you're, uh, if you, if your sweat has a lot of salt content in it, if you, um, if sometimes you have white residue on your workout clothes, once you're, once the sweat dries or if on your face, like particularly if you live someplace like you do dim, where you can actually, where your sweat actually dries while you're running dry. exactly. <laughs> versus, exactly. versus here where you don't know no matter what time of year it is, cause it never really evaporates. Um, so that if you are left with enough salt to, as you often say, dim to, you know, loofah your face with just like, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I do think, I mean, I, again, I give her major props for thinking everything through. I do think sometimes, um, it's hard to, it's, it's easier to know what your body needs or like to feel it immediately in the summertime, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're thirsty, you're sweating a lot, you know, but I, that doesn't mean that you don't sweat in the winter mm-hmm. time. Right. And so your mm-hmm. hydration needs don't change that much mm-hmm. um, from mm-hmm. what I understand from a noon email that I just read. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I can't imagine, you know, that you're, I mean, you know, you, maybe your salt needs, um, you know, waver a little bit, but it's more the calories too, that are coming in with that, that mm-hmm. goo that um, are vital. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 And I do have to say though, salted caramel and salted watermelon are both exceptionally delicious flavors of goo. So. Are they? I, I'm not a fruity girl. I, I oh, mean, so in many, fruity. in many respects. Oh, but, so um, I'm so, I'm so fruity. Oh my gosh. That's right. That, it is so funny that like you and I are so yin and yang and you're like all about the espresso love and the chocolate oh, outrage. Yes. And like, like, give me I the love. orange, the blackberry, the salted watermelon. Like, no. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I will reach for, um, I'll reach for vanilla or plain over lemon lime, like any day. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fruitiness, um, but, but teach their own, right? Everyone, there's a flavor yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we would love if you would call in with your questions. And that number to call is 470-BADASS-1. That's 470-223-2771. 
please leave your first name and where you're calling from. It's best if you can keep your message to 90 seconds or less. Um, if you call and you kind of lose your train of thought or you misspeak, you can always just hang up and call back in and have it be fresh because we cannot put together part of one message and part of another. We don't have that technology. Um, and uh, since we've skipped a few episodes, we're low on questions now because I think the prompt for people to call Dimity has gone oh. down. So yeah, so please. Well, can, can I throw out a little, um, a little prompt? I'm just mm -hmm. curious what people are doing in 2020 or if they have their mm -hmm. eye on a certain race and not necessarily, I know it really is not a question, but I would love to almost like here and you know and maybe we can commentate or something like that i just i would love to like strain together you know five or six people with different plans or different mm. ideas of what they want to do in 2020 and and maybe give them some ideas on how to get there mm. all right all right and uh we would also appreciate if you tell your friends and family neighbors co-workers about this show as well as the regular another mother runner podcast we love doing the shows and the more listeners we have the easier it is to keep them coming your way so um it, coming your way please keep the questions coming we are here we are here. <laughs> you're waiting for me to chime in there sarah i'm like yeah. you, you just keep going so i don't know maybe you're in the middle of a tempo mile like i don't want to break your break your groove yeah. so so you say you say it dimity go keep the go. questions coming because we're here with answers and some salt content to boot. <laughs>